In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Monday. And it's a whole new month, the month of August. August 1st, it is. Nine thirteen, and good morning. This is the party line on WATH. You know how many years we've been doing this? Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember either. But it's a long time. Anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. The um, the day is kind of uh, what would you call it? A little gloomy out there. I think so. But uh, it's cloudy and uh, no no sunshine and. Uh, I guess we're going to have a, maybe a thunderstorm around 3 o'clock this afternoon. At least that's the current um, projection, lasting maybe uh, two hours. So, uh, golly, what a day. All right. But uh, right now we're showing 69 degrees. It's going to get up to a high of 82, and that'll be around 2 o'clock this afternoon. But as I said, the 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock hours, uh, they're talking about um, possible thunderstorms. Oh, get this. After that, sunny. <laughs> okay. We're getting a little bit of everything but snow today, I guess. August 1st, it is a whole new month. Today is National Girlfriend's Day. National Raspberry Cream Pie Day, Respect for Parents Day, International Mejong Day, National Minority Minority Donor Awareness Day. Okay, now Scott, I need your help. Let me uh, turn on your okay. mic. What's wrong one? Let me there. Bef- it goes. Before we do my help, did you do a sponsor while I was tro- yeah. troubleshooting? Um, I did. Okay. And what was it? I think I said um, watermelon. No, I I believe I said it was nothing. Something <laughs> something to that effect. I, didn't we have a day like that of not too long ago? Either yes, we did. It's the all or nothing day. All or nothing day. Oh, okay. That's well. right. We did. So <laughs> and today was the nothing part. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was not nearly that well planned. Yes, it was unintentional, but worked out very nicely. Okay. Now Mejong, M A H J O N G. It's international Mejong, and I think I'm pronouncing that right. Mm, could be. So it it looks like a game. Um, it deals a game to get the celebration started. Play your tiles well. So oh, it looks like it, uh, similar to dominoes. But you know, now that you're si- telling me this, I'm starting to remember it. Yes, they say while we play this game with tiles, uh, this oh, incidentally. This game became popular in the United States in the 1920s. Well, not the 20s. Yeah, so we play this game with tiles that is much like Rummy. The players meld beautifully designed tiles with Chinese characters and symbols to earn points. Melds include Pongs, Kongs, Chows, and the mighty Mahjong. Wow. I have no idea what we're talking about other than (laughs) it's like dominoes, but... uh, with different symbols. Yeah, there are a variety of styles, including American, Hong Kong, Singapore, Japanese, just to name a few. 
Okay, Mejon. Yeah, so it's uh, kind of, well, as we mentioned, kind of like the Domino's game. I haven't played uh, Domino's for years. Nor have I. We used to play all the time when we were kids. Yeah. That and Yahtzee and lots of board games. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> cool. All right, so we've done, done that. Let's see, historical events. Let's do that. All right. In the year 527, Justinian I became the sole, becomes rather, becomes, mercy, becomes the sole ruler of the Byzantine Empire. Okay. Byzantine in today's geography would be what? Oh, let's see what we can find here. And this is in the year 527. Let's see the Byzantine Empire. Uh, let's see Byzantine. Today that city lies on the Bosphor- Bosporus Strait in Turkey is named Istanbul. It was also once known as Constantinople. Fair enough. All right. Then we move up only 500 years to uh, the year 1086. The results of the Doomsday Inquiry presented to William the Conqueror in Salisbury. And then they have in parenthesis the date of the compilation and the great doomsday are historically contestable. I think I'll just accept that as what it is. Okay. Good enough. 1774, English chemist Joseph Priestley discovers oxygen by isolating it in its gaseous state. Without oxygen, none of us would exist, would we? Yeah, we'd be not in good shape or non-existent, as you mentioned. Yeah. Hmm. 1834, the Slavery Abolition Act of 1833 comes into effect abolishes slavery throughout the British Empire. Now forgive me for saying something so... I I don't know what word to put with it. But you know, we, we speak so much of slavery as it existed in our nation. years ago and how ashamed we are or should be of it but this was something that was done throughout the world oh yes wasn't just in this country all right 1958 the u.s atomic submarine nautilus the uss nautilus I remember one of the first models, plastic models, that I was given and assembled. You know, you glued it all, all, mm-hmm. all the parts together. Yep. Was that of the Nautilus. Anyway, in 1958, that's, that submarine begins its first transit of the North Pole. And the name of the mission was Operation Sunshine. Okay, famous birthdays. Here we go. Now, I think this guy was really a close friend of yours. Claudius. Certainly. How did you say that? Certainly. Like the Three Stooges used to say. Okay. Like Curly. Certainly. Okay. (laughs) So tell me about your buddy Claudius. Claudius, yes. He is a... Star in the NBA and <laughs> poised to command one of the highest contracts in NBA history. 
Okay. He is a seven-point uh, GPA student currently. Seven. Yes, instead of four-point, that's what a genius he is. He's currently seven feet, one inches tall, 230 Wait pounds. Wait a minute. And can dribble the ball around any guard trying to guard him. Who's and over the guards, too. Who's he play for? He plays for Caesar Augustus Internationals. Okay, now we're getting a little close. Yes. Tiberius Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus <laughs> was the fourth Roman emperor ruling from A.D. 41 to 54. Is this the Claudius to which you refer? Yes, sir. Claudius was born to Drusus and Antonia Minor at Lugdunum in Roman Gaul, where his father was stationed as a military personnel. What is Claudius known for, pray tell? Again, he was just the, just only the fourth Roman emperor, and best known for the successful expansion of Rome into Britain and parts of Africa and the Middle East. So he expanded Rome greatly. You, you know, you look at some of these, um, the, 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 the picture I have here of him is, um, looks more like a concrete statue of some kind, right? Yes, the old granite head, yeah. as I call them. And um, but when you look at some of these of years gone by, and the different hairstyles, um, they really put a lot of time into that. Uh, and it certainly would appear that Claudius did. Okay, let's move on. Yes, definitely some detail. John Baptiste Lamarck, L A M A R C K, um, born in 1744, died in 1839, so he had a relatively long life. Um, what's his thing? Jean Baptiste Pierre Antoine de Monet. Chevalier de Lamarck, Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> often known simply as Lamarck. Yeah, that's a lot easier. <laughs> he was a French naturalist, biologist, academic, and soldier. He was also an early proponent of the idea that biological evolution occurred and proceeded in accordance with natural laws. Coolio. <laughs> Coolio, celebrating his 59th birthday today. Whoops, there goes my phone. Tell me about Coolio. There's, that could be a new nickname for you, in addition to palm tree. Coolio yeah. palm tree. Yeah. Artist Leon Ivy Jr., known professionally as Coolio, is an American rapper, record producer, and actor. Coolio achieved mainstream success in the mid to late 1990s with his albums It Takes a Thief, Gangsta's Paradise and My Soul. Okay, and the last one in which we're calling... What is with this? It's the third call in a row. Um, okay, William Clark. Born in 1770, died in 1838. Was he an explorer? I'm wanting to guess that with Lewis and Clark. Well, let's see. Let's see. Up with. Boy, there's a few of them. What year was he born? 1770. 1770. Here we go. Ah, uh, how about that? He was an American explorer, soldier, Indian agent, Indian agent, and territorial governor. What is William Clark best known for? He won fame as an explorer by sharing with Meriwether Lewis the leadership of their epic expedition to the Pacific Northwest. Lewis and Clark. Of course. All right, uh, famous deaths we now turn to. 
Manuel, 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 there we go. I finally got it out. L. Quezon, Q-U-E-Z-O-N. Manuel Luis Quezon Molina, also known by his initials MLQ, was a Filipino lawyer, statesman, soldier, and politician who served as the president of the Commonwealth of the Philippines from 1935 until his death in 1944. And what was he known for, one may ask? Well, again, becoming the first president of the Commonwealth of the Philippines. He prepared the groundwork for Philippine independence in 1946. Okay, and the last one, another one of these, uh, what do you call them? Stone figures? Granite heads. Granite heads, okay. Mark Antony, <laughs> who was born in 83 B.C., died in 30 B.C. Mark Antony, and what a hairdo. Yes, Marcus Antonius, commonly known as in English as Mark Antony, was a former uh, Roman politician. Yes, he was former and general who played a critical role in the transformation of the Roman Republic from a constitutional republic into the autocratic Roman Empire. What was Mark Antony to Caesar? He went to Gaul to join his mother's cousin, Julius Caesar, as a staff officer. Well, so be all those. Um, turning our attention to the news and the events that have happened the last few days. Um, I can't remember if we had this as early as Friday or not, but um, the passing of Bill Russell. Oh, my. What a great, great person. An NBA legend. Uh, he was 88. He passed away... Um, I guess it was yesterday then. Um, so we probably didn't have it on Friday. No, we did not. Um, but he, it has been confirmed by a family rep. And uh, they go on to say the cause of death has not yet been reported. So we don't know if he had been ill for any period of time or what. <clears throat> Nevertheless, the NBA Hall of Famer was best known for his central role in the Boston Celtics dynasty, which stretched primarily through the 60s. Caller, I'll get there just in a moment. Stand by. Uh, during his 13-year-long career, beginning with his 1956 rookie season, Russell and the Celtics won 11 NBA championships, including eight straight between the years of 58-59 and 65-66. Let's see here. The under-recruited Russell led the University of San Francisco to a back-to-back -back national championship before becoming the five-time NBA MVP and 12-time All-Star. Former President Barack Obama awarded him with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and Russell became the Celtics' head coach while he was still a player, coaching from 1966 to 1969. What was his uh, biggest rival? Looks like here they're saying Wilt Chamberlain. Two of the greatest. Now we have a caller. So let me get the buttons just right here. There we go. Good morning. Morning. It's JW. Hey. Good timing. I was stuck on the radio and you are talking about Russell. What a guy. Yes, what a player. Ooh, man, that guy. 11 championships. Yep. Eight in a row. I mean, I, think, I still think Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time, but this guy, you know, he was something, especially in that city. Uh, you know, he was sort of undersized uh, for a big man in those days. I mean, Wilt was like, um, 
well, nobody, Wilt was like bigger than everybody in the whole darn league. Uh, but man, what a what a guy! What you know, guy. they they don't mention here his height. I think he was like six nine. Bill Russell was six yeah, nine. Six, Bill Russell was about six nine. Wilt was about seven two, yeah. seven one seven two, okay. which back then was gargantuan. Gargantuan. I can't say the word right, but what a guy! Uh, just a just a great guy and. Uh, well, great player, certainly. Um, 88, that's a good life. Yeah. That's, I like that number. That's a good number. That's a good number. Yeah. I, uh, I I, mean, the league was very different then. I mean, they only had about 10 teams in the whole league, and they basically traveled on trains and for the most part. But he was something. He oh. was uh, and what they say about him was he was so smart. Like, he wasn't just interested in blocking the ball. He wanted to block it and keep it in play, block it and keep it, you know, and not just spike it into the crowd. Uh, he was so good at that, hmm. uh, among other things. Um, and I think that is interesting that he coached those four years, 66 to 69. He lost to Wilt in the Philadelphia Warriors in 67. Um with Chet Walker and Will Chamberlain, but he came back sixty-eight and sixty-nine. You, you, that era's gone. You know, you used to have a lot of player coaches, but I don't think you'll ever see that again. With rare exception, no, no. I mean, if LeBron couldn't pull it off, any, you know, nobody else can. Because you know, if, I mean, I think LeBron could have if he wanted to, but he was too. He was he was smart enough to know that if he ended up coaching, you know, he couldn't be the idiot that he is. So. Um, in, my op- in my opinion, um, which which is a nice transition for Will. I found it interesting when they were talking about him on the news. You're like this, Scott. You know, yes, we all agree he's a great basketball player, but they had to put what I put what they what I call their wokeism into it. They had to make him. He was there for Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech, and he spoke out against this and that, even though he they never showed any clips of him speaking out against anything, even though I'm sure he did. But I guess a part of me says, so what? I mean, it's nice, that's good, but now it's not enough just to play the game and be good at what you are. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be socially correct as well. You gotta be on the right side of things. Um, It'll be interesting when uh, Clint Eastwood passes away how they talk about him with all his conservative beliefs. I mean, great movie star, great movie director, but I I can see the line already. An often controversial... Right, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So they got to do that. Got to do that. But but, um, uh, Russell was special. Really special. Very. I don't think anybody will win 11 championships playing. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think Phil Jackson got like about 20. <laughs> but most of those were coaching, you know. Yeah, and if he didn't have the players he did, he what? he wouldn't even be near yeah. 20. Yeah, but 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 you got to give it to Phil. Not everybody can coach millionaires like yep. that. That's He's special. Right. He was special. That's right. But to play and win 11 championships, I think Robert Ory's got about eight. Yeah, I think that's right. But you know he was a spot guy. Yeah. I know Dave. You're like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> big, big shot, Bob, baby. They call yes. him. Yes, and he sure. did make some big ones. He did, buddy. I'll never forget that 2005 one. Whoo, baby. Oh yeah, that was a shot heard around the world yes, against Detroit, it was. baby. You yeah. know, at, I, at game five, mercy. Will you allow me to ask you a personal question? Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 Have you lacked vision all your life? Since birth, yes, basically. Okay. Yeah. I am simply amazed at your knowledge of sports and knowledge of plays that have taken place in sports. Yeah, I love it. I love sports. It's almost NFL time, Dave. The world's coming back to life. Mm. Oh, baby. We've been hibernating. Time to kick it off. Yeah, baby. I cannot wait. And Joe had an appendectomy? What's up with that, man? Yes, he did. Oh, my God. Joe, Joe. Well, that's, that's not an uncommon thing. I know, but don't mess with Joe. Come on. Leave Joe alone. 
Keep those knives out of him Jesus. as much as possible. Jesus Christ. Or those laser surgery Anything. things, too. I mean, good Lord, let's just yeah. let Joe. He's doing great, though. He's he recovering well, and I think the Bengals are going to keep him out two weeks anyway. He just had it done, what, last Wednesday right. or Thursday? Right. So they're going to keep him out a couple weeks and uh, see what they can do uh, when he when that time period uh, right. finishes up. But I'm sure Joe will bounce back. But yep. I, I told uh, Mom and I were having that conversation. I said, Joe's getting fragile in his old age. <laughs> <laughs> Was he only 25? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's soon soon to be going to be signing a great big contract after this season too. Well, they better protect him if they, you know. I mean, I don't want to be one of these guys where you know, I want him to be another Gale Sayers, you yes. know, or uh, some of these guys that who knows if they hadn't been injured, what they would have accomplished. Oh who yeah, knows. Yes, exactly. And uh, I mean, like Gale, Gale Sayers could have broken all kinds of records. Yes, he. And still hold them today. I know. I mean, but all those knee surgeries, it catches up with you. Yeah. There's, there's no way the human body. I, man, well, that, it, that's just brutal. The Bengals are favorites to uh, return to the Super Bowl this year, too. They've been uh, voted to have the number one receiving trio in the NFL now. Who heard of that from the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals in the last they, how many years? If they didn't have a healthy Joe, I would have I would have poo pooed that, but I'm putting nothing past him. Oh, me nothing. either. He stays healthy. Uh, it's just going to be different. It's very different than when you're the you know when 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 they're coming at you. It's very different. Well, hopefully they've got the offensive line shored up and built up, bringing in three new linemen, veterans, right, that know the scheme of things too. So, uh, right. yes, I, I you know if they if he gets them back to the Super Bowl this year. Joe, he'll win it. Joe could set a record for. He'll win it. He'll win it this time. Yep, yeah, he could uh, set a record for the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Oh yeah, absolutely. if that happens. Right now, he's projected to be paid forty to fifty million per year after this season is over. Right now, he's making nine. I don't know. I I used to say I don't know if anybody deserves that kind of money, but yeah. if anybody deserves it, I, he deserves it. So. I, I know I sound very uh, hypocritical now, but he deserves it, in my yeah. opinion. Well, look, look at the Bengals' history. They've they've been really uh, bottom feeders for years, with the exception of the two Super Bowls they played in. Right. Or is it three and uh, three now? I guess three now, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, he's gotten them to heights where they've never been. And Jimmy told me when Joe was drafted, Jimmy Burrow, Joe's dad, told me. That Joe will get that franchise turned around. Wow! How prophetic was that? Some people keep saying, "Why do you, Why do you want to go play for the Bengals?" I know. I, I I don't know if I was one of them. But I mean, wherever he wanted to play was fine with me. But yeah. I knew that kid was special. Oh boy! I, 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 yes, indeed. <laughs> I remember the night before the championship college game. Uh, the day before, I was sitting in the barbershop up there on Court Street and. Some guy was in there, and I said, Joe, I said, Joe will beat Clemson. He's like, uh-huh, you know, I think, he's like, I think Joe's trip is going to be over against Clemson. I'm like, okay, you just watch and see. I haven't seen a, play, I haven't seen a player like that in a long time, but I saw him a couple weeks later. He's like, yeah, I didn't think he could. I like, I'm telling you, that guy is special. Yeah, naysayers, aren't they? Not Did you hear that, that, Ohio State? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Hey, let me ask you this before we go here. Yes, sir. Would you agree or not that Bill Russell was the greatest rebounder of all time in the NBA? Ooh, that's a big, that's a big question. Shot blocker, he's right up there, yes. That's a big question. I I would say for his era longevity-wise, I'd give him a slight nod over Wilt. Um... you know, Wilt has some massive numbers rebounding. Oh, my. Massive yes. numbers. Yeah. I'm talking massive numbers. Um, but I'm going to sound partial again. I think I think one of the greatest rebounders of all time was Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And I Rick, really do. Rick Mahorn from that Detroit Pistons team, both of them. Yeah, Dennis Rodman was. With the was, Bulls, too. And Mahorn was just a thug, man. But, oh, but, that's but how Dennis he got Rodman. rebounds. 
Dennis Rodman. Wow. And mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be a Dennis Rodman fan. but And I know he played for my Bulls, but he was the best I've ever seen. He's the. Did you know this fact? He's the only top rebounder of the year to be on the same team as the highest scorer of the year and win a championship. Yeah. Isn't that He's something? the only one. Yeah. With the, in Chicago, the history your, of the game. Your Chicago Bulls. Yeah, 1996. The yeah. only one ever do that. Well, That's I pretty put, special. And he was only like six six. Yeah, yeah. I put Bill Russell there, Wilt, uh, Rodman, Rick Mahorn, and also Bill Walton was one of the greatest, too. Where, 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 where were you raised? I was raised in Chicago, okay. yeah, and in okay. Gary, Indiana. That explains it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. I'm Chicago. You know, bro. Gary, Indiana, what an interesting place. Oh, my God. I, and I saw it go from... I moved to Gary, Indiana a year after the Jackson 5 slipped out of town in the middle of the night and left. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched that city go downhill for 15 years. But there's a lot of reasons why it happened, and they has, contributed has it, to it themselves. Has that it mayor. rebounded? Say it again? Has it rebounded? No. They've built up some new buildings, it's, but it's really still like a, it's, it's still a ghost town. It's, it's, it's uh, a very sad place. It really is sad, and that's a great example of the steel mills leaving. And yeah. of course, you know, you could say that about Pittsburgh and Youngstown and other places, but yeah. here it got really hit hard. Oh my! Yeah. All right, I've taken up a lot of your time. I'm sitting here like I'm having a conversation. Oh man! I <laughs> well, love we it. are. I love it. We yeah. are. It's you guys great. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. See you, JW. <clears throat> All right. Um, how can we go by this show without talking about the flooding in Kentucky? The death toll arising from the flash floods in Kentucky last week has risen at this point to 26, including at least four children. The news came as teams began robust search and rescue efforts. The governor down there, Andy Bashir, warning that uh, the list of victims is likely to grow in the coming days. More than 10 inches of rain fell in some locations in the eastern part of the state, along with the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Officials said the region's terrain, with the number of towns situated in deep valleys that funnel precipitation, exasperated the flooding. The area is expected to see additional rain throughout this week. Well, what about some of the other parts of the country? Um, Wildfires in California and Montana and Idaho grew rapidly over the weekend, most notably California's McKinney Fire. Jumped from one to over 60 square miles in breadth. All right, let's see here. I think I have a caller over here. Nope, I lost him. Sorry. I apologize, caller. I waited too long. We've got uh, some rumors afloat that uh, Pope Francis might retire. He may soon consider stepping down. That was uh, made in uh, some very casual comments to reporters last week. Well, good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to remind voters it's time to go out and vote again tomorrow. And refresh people's memories. Tomorrow we're voting for state representatives and committee chairman, and it's it's almost a nothing (laughs) election. But I'm going to go, and my family's going to go, and we want to give those people that have to sit at those polls something to do. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be something that's... uh, Okay. I'm glad you did that. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Goodbye. Um... Let's see here. What else do we have here? I guess we can pass most of that by for right now. We've got about uh, 12 minutes remaining. Um,
let's let's talk about a topic called friending bias. This is in social media, which I'm not real active in. But social scientists have made it a priority in recent years to understand upward mobility. They have used tax records and other data to study which factors increase the chances that children who grow up in poverty will be able to escape it as adults. Education, spanning pre-K through college, seems to play a big role, the research suggests. Money itself is also important. Longer, deeper bouts of poverty can affect children for decades. Other factors, like avoiding eviction, Having access to good medical care and growing up in a household with two parents may also make upward mobility more likely. Now, there is another intriguing factor to add to the list, thanks to a study being published this morning in the academic journal Nature. What is it? Friendships with people who are not poor. Growing up in a community connected across class lines improves kids' outcomes and gives them a better shot at rising out of poverty. The study tries to quantify the effect in several ways. One of the sharpest compares two otherwise similar children in lower-income households one who grows up in a community where social contacts mostly come from the lower half of the socioeconomic distribution, and the other who grows up in a community where social contacts mostly come from the upper half. <coughs> Excuse me. The average difference between the two in terms of their expected audit, I'm sorry, expected adult outcomes is significant. <coughs> Just a minute here. Let me get a sip of coffee. Okay. The average difference between the two in terms of their expected audit outcomes is significant. It's the same as get the gap between a child who grows up in a fam family that makes 27000 a year and one who grows up in a family that makes 47000 Well, this study is based on a dizzying amount, amount of data, including the Facebook friendships of 72 million people. you'd like more information, there's a place called The Upshot, which is where they gathered much of their data from. Robert Putnam, a political scientist who has long studied social interactions, including his book Bowling Alone, said the study was important partly because it hinted at ways to increase upward mobility. It provides a number of avenues or clues by which we might begin to move this country in a better direction. However, in recent decades, the U.S. has moved in the opposite direction, rising economic inequality and a shortage of new housing in many communities have helped increase economic segregation. Even within communities, cross-class social interactions seem to have declined. Well, you may want to look this up. It's kind of... It, it, it can be beneficial if you make it part of your life.
Let's see here. I came across another story. And at the moment, I'm having trouble finding it. Oh, well, we have about six minutes left. Let's, let's run over here to a different report. And, of course, Party Line is on every weekday morning, 9 o'clock to 10. Okay, I came across a report. This is from, um, oh, that place I use all the time. Wallet Hub. Yeah, Wallet Hub. <clears throat> and it's entitled, 2022's Best and Worst States for Health Care. Well, of course, that caught my attention. It goes into, um, it, it, it introduces its study with this. America's need, Amer- <coughs> let me start it over. Americans need affordable quality health care more than ever as we continue to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. State health care systems need to administer vaccines and care for those who contract the virus, including new variants, while making sure not to neglect the regular health care needs of its residents. Finding good health care at the right price um, should be a priority for all Americans during the current public health situation. However, even within the extra costs, uh, no, 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 even without any extra costs that might arise from the coronavirus pandemic, the average American spends more than $12,500 per year on personal health care. Think of that. The average American spends more than $12,500 per year on personal health care. Now, that's a daunting statistic. Yes. Considering that many Americans have already been hurt financially by the impact of the pandemic. In addition, while health care in the U.S. is expensive, higher medical costs don't necessarily translate to better results. According to some research by the Kaiser Family Foundation, the U.S. lags behind several other wealthy nations on several measures, such as health coverage, life expectancy, and disease burden, which measures measures longevity and quality of life. However, the U.S. has improved in giving more health care access for people in worse health, and healthcare cost growth has slowed somewhat. Well, conditions are not uniform across the U.S. To determine where Americans receive the best and worst health care, WalletHub compared the 50 states and the District of Columbia across 42 measures of cost, accessibility, and outcome. So, where, where would you guess, and I know this is purely a guess, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but where would you guess the best health care is? Uh, I have no idea, but I will guess South Dakota. South Dakota ranks 23rd. North Dakota. Oh, 15th. I found oh, I'm getting better. Yeah. Okay, uh. so th- th- let me... <laughs> we, we're short on time here. Okay. It's my fault. Um, the number one place, Rhode Island. Number two, Massachusetts. Three, Hawaii. Four, Minnesota. Seven, Maryland. Sixth, Vermont. Colorado is seventh. Connecticut, eighth. Maine is ninth. Iowa is tenth. Okay, where does Ohio rank? 32nd. Wow. Pretty much in the middle. Which, 
I find is often the case. Now, um, what about our neighbors to the south, West Virginia? 40, Probably last. 46th. Mm. So nearly last. We were talking about Kentucky. Ohio was 32nd. Kentucky is 35th. Wyoming. I, or No, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to say it. Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, thir- is uh, 39th. No, 38th, excuse me. Florida is 40th. Georgia, 43rd. Texas, 44th. I mean, this is remarkable. Um, Who was last? Last was Mississippi. Oh, okay. What about average monthly insurance premium? The lowest... Utah, Maryland, and New Hampshire are tied for second, Colorado fourth, and Massachusetts fifth. The highest monthly premium, where are we on time? We've got 20 seconds. Um, Alaska, 47th, Louisiana, 48th, Alabama, 49th, and tied for last, West Virginia and Wyoming. The most expensive. Wyoming again. We're out of time, folks. (laughs) Have a marvelous day. Be safe out there, please. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. We'll get started here with Sentimental Journey in just a few seconds, few moments, hopefully soon. How about that as I uh, work to troubleshoot and bring CBS News on board. So with that, uh, we'll get started here with a little bit of a Sentimental Journey style music tease on 97 WATH. Boogie Bee, extra special because it's TD's famous Boogie Woogie.
surrender their pets. We have to make a decision about, like, you know, we need a roof for the baby and us. Organizations like the ASPCA are offering assistance to owners in need, ranging from food to veterinary care to help keep pets in their forever homes. Michael George, CBS News, New York. The voice of a Disney villainess has gone silent. It's what I live for, to help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. Pat Carroll, who brought us Ursula in The Little Mermaid, has died. She was 95 years old. This one longing to be thinner, that one... Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Millions of people use Zoom Phone, the innovative and feature-rich cloud phone system for businesses of any size. Zoom Phone is simple to use, whether you're on a mobile device, desktop, laptop, or desk phone. And because every call is important to your business, Zoom Phone was built with reliability in mind, using geographic redundancy to keep your communications online. Empower your workforce with Zoom Phone. Visit zoom.com slash phone system. Zoom, how the world connects. I was 53, divorced, and ready to get back out there. I was unsure about dating sites, but I signed up for Silver Singles and quickly met Lily. Mark and Lily rediscovered the romance they deserve on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Lily's a lover of the great outdoors, like me, and we instantly connected over it. If you're like Mark and want to rediscover that feeling, sign up today at silversingles.com love. That's silversingles.com love. And now, Scott Daly joins you on a musical sentimental journey with the best golden sentimental songs of the good old days chugging along the musical railways in the musical history.